Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and tonight I am joined by two pretty amazing guys. First of all, we have Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy. We also have Anthony Amato, who we like to call Shimato. Boys, it is that time once again. We are here to review the Rings of Power, this epic series from Lord of the Rings. Epic, yep. yeah. Epic is a uh, like the perfect word to use there, man. This, yes. This thing, this episode alone was epic. Like, it was, oh yeah, it was wild. Yes, yeah. it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're exhausted. Yeah. We listen. There's a lot of content going on. We're this is our third podcast yes. of the night, and uh, I'll be honest with you, I am exhausted. I'm I can't tired. tell you yeah. what time it is. You'd be ashamed of us for being up this late. Yep. Um, listeners, viewers, whoever you are, I don't even know if, yeah. if anyone's out there. Yeah, just know it's late. It's late. And, uh, yes. I woke up at two forty-five a.m. today because I had to work. So um, I'm I'm pretty exhausted. But you know what? Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Uh, Worth watching, it, right? watching the episode. My yeah. goodness, man, it this was, thing is epic, man. It was enthralling. Yeah. Like I loved it. Yeah, like it was. It was great. Um, it, it was really. It was interesting to see them. Kind spoiler of alert! Once, spoiler alert! Everybody. Yes, <laughs> we didn't do the normal lead-in. Go ahead, sorry, sorry, yes. sorry. I will do a spoiler. Alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was interesting to see right the in, way fellas. they kind of um, they they seem to be perfectly fine with pushing certain storylines, just kind of like off to the side for a complete episode. Which uh, yeah. I'm okay. I'm I'm definitely okay with them doing that with the the Hobbit or the Harefoot storyline oh, yeah. uh, for a little bit. It, and, but it was kind of strange seeing them do it with the whole um, the oh, elf oh, and yeah. dwarf storyline. Yeah. Uh, so that was interesting seeing that happen. Is um, in that um, it, it does kind of make me think: Are we almost sort of kind of done with the Galadriel slash um, just Aaron Deer part of the storyline for this season? Like, are they going to kind of like take a step? Like a, like a step back in the series overall because of the lack that we saw of the dwarf elf slash um, uh, harefoot. No. So that's uh, no I, way, I, I hope not. No I way. hope not. No. There's because definitely more to tell. Trust me, there's more to tell. Like oh, I just meant for like this part, the part of this season. Like I feel like th- there's a possibility that we may not see a whole lot more of that part of the world for the rest for the for the two rest more of the episodes. I mean, I think I mean th- for part of it, yes. I think hmm. I think they'll show up, but I I think we may not see a whole lot of them, you know, for these last few episodes. Okay. Uh, I, I hope not. De- but I guess it depends on how you determine a whole lot, right? Like, right. Could be, yeah. So, anyways, Dude, yeah. The, the opening scene, man. How yes. incredible was that to set the set the scene in the beginning of the the episode? Like it was. It was wild, man. The yep. the tower uh, coming down and yes. Aaron Deer being a complete BA and like going yeah. ham on these guys by himself solo. Yeah. And the way they were able to, to uh, trick this uh, tr- draw them it, in. Yeah. Draw them in to the tower. And then he just distracts them with the arrows. And then all yeah. of a sudden the flaming arrow. And then the tower's crumbling down. And like, dude, it was just epic, man. Yeah. Yeah. You and th- it was, it was kind of crazy just seeing how like they were. I mean, it was maybe not. On the outside, maybe the best defensive move to make, but I mean, it was something you kind of had to do to like, you got to start knocking off some of these without, you know, losing your own people type of situation, you know? Yeah. And I mean, watching him as a one man wrecking crew was truly incredible. Like, uh, 
the arrow skills are there for sure. I I do think Legolas is uh, much better uh, with the bow than yeah. he is. Um, I feel like watching him, um, Aaron Deer, that is, uh, draw the draw his string back. Like I don't know, it's just not as quick as as Legolas. And yeah. uh, I, I'm, I mean, yes, elves are good at a lot of things because they've had years and years and years to master those skills. Um, they have an advantage. Yes, uh, but I mean. It was awesome seeing seeing yep. him uh, being able to fight. He fight uh, close close combat, and he was also able to use uh, bow and arrow uh, very well in this yep. episode. And uh, just the first first couple minutes alone, like it was gory too, right? Like it was like you watched much more gory than you I. watched. Yeah. Um, you watched the orcs get crushed by rocks. Yes. Um, uh, you, you saw arrows going through all different parts of the body. Like it was as a as a simple minded man as myself. Hmm. Um, the blood and guts and gore, like you draw me right in. I'm a sucker for that, and I was I was there, man. This episode rocked, yeah, and a hundred percent rocked. Yeah, well, and on top of that, in a way, showing how awesome Aaron Deer is, it's actually building up the one of the other main characters, Galadriel's abilities. Because if you're saying this is the baseline for a elven fighter, because he's not necessarily like super super incredible you know like uh, he's considered to be probably like middle of the road type of elf when it comes to like probably fighting ability well gladriel's like elite yeah like so you're saying everything that he does she is like a couple steps up you know so like you're so in a way it's almost it's building her up by showing someone who is considered more at a at a even level Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, and uh, she had some scenes that were very uh, like, like I mean, it stole the scene for sure. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out, like, I mean, we're just going to talk about that whole event. Like, literally, it was uh, Tyrrell said it right before we started recording. Like, this is essentially like one one giant scene, like with the storyline of yep. Aaron Deer and Galadriel, like coming to one storyline. They connect there. Yes. Um, we do see one shot of them on a ship, like traveling there. But I mean, they do get involved. But that was it. Yeah, that was it. They do get involved, like almost. Um, I mean, by the end of the episode, they're they're there. They're they're mixed in with Aaron Deer, but uh, like when they join the battle, like Aaron Deer, I mean not Aaron Deer, uh, Gladriel has this epic scene where she's yeah. like hanging down from the horse and then like dodging, dodging oh. everything. Yeah. Yes, yeah, hanging from the horse like she's dodging arrows, but then like she does this uppercut with their yeah. sword and just completely yes. like obliterates obliterates this dude. Like yeah. his like <laughs> torso, arm, and like head just all go off, and like it was incredible to see. The production value of this sh- of this TV show, yes, is in a league of its own, and yeah. like I feel like um, 2022, we are blessed. We yes. are truly blessed as as viewers to receive uh, such well produced content and 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 have it at the at the comfort of our own homes and not mm. having to go to a theater to watch this. Like yeah. it has been truly incredible, and it, it coming off of a week of where well, they re released Avatar into theaters, yeah. um, and like that was something that was like beautifully shot and like it was like pushing the pushing the, the boundaries of what what cinema was and we have this episode here of uh rings of power that is like r- truly pushing the boundaries of what tv can be and yep. uh maybe the studios are gonna get um they're gonna get smart they're gonna get uh, involved in their shows and truly put the money where their mouth is and yep. like if they want to have a good quality television show they're gonna spend the money they're gonna spend the extra money and they're gonna put this beautifully shot TV series in front of our face, and we are going to consume it like the the fat sloppy pigs we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like this episode was in in going in three parts. 
largely about the glorification of how awesome Galadriel is. Yes. Like, um, like what, like I already said about like almost showing you how awesome Aaron Deere is and making that leveling up, like how much awesome she is. And then what you actually saw of her was just like phenomenal in combat. And you're like the way that she rode the road, rode horse and fought on horse. And then there's actually like, we kind of, you kind of passed over the scene on the boat, but I felt like there was a really interesting conversation on the boat. Yes, there was. With even something just as simple as she was talking about their ability to see land. And I felt like, so the way I saw it almost in a way was like, she was like, oh, I've been able to see land for like an hour. And then it's an interesting idea for someone to know, uh, not only she, she knew that, but she knew when she could see land, but she also knew when humans can see land. And that's a very important idea for if you are a fighter. Not only do you need to know your limitations, you need to know the limitations of your enemy. Or the limitations of the people around you. So she knew exactly when the humans would be able to see it. That's a very interesting idea in my mind. That she would be able to understand and, you know, being able to study the, the different races and know, okay, they can see this. They cannot see this. Is, is a underrated part of being a fighter is knowing when you're an advantage at an advantage and when you're at a disadvantage so i felt like that was a very interesting like it was a very like, kind of like small comment that actually i felt like meant a lot more yeah that whole interaction between her and isidore it, it was it was it was fun to see um yeah he at that moment in time like he's just like shoveling crap like that's that's yes. his, that's his main thing but it's it's getting him involved in the cause and what there's their their battle is going to be for but the the strength of Galadriel and what we know now currently and then like Isidore who is the future right like yes. he is the up and coming he is going to be the one that kind of you know uh, we talked about him last week and how um, his his role in the universe and the lore yeah um, but their interaction like just knowing of what like it's literally like power on power like if you look at uh, where she is currently and where he's going to be, like it, it's it's pretty epic to see that yeah. that interaction and it play out on screen. I really yeah. I really enjoyed that that conversation as simple as it was. Yeah, and it was almost a metaphor in a way of what she was talking about them being able to see. It was almost a metaphor for her being able to see in him something that he may not have been able to see in himself as well. Like the fact that she could see Wayne well before he could is in a way. The way that she talked to him was as if she saw something in him, in him that maybe he didn't see in himself yet. So I think it was kind of a way of showing both physically and then like metaphorically that she could see mm -hmm. something extra. Well, and then she was like, uh, don't like belittle like the, the jobs that like humble you. Like, yeah. And like that whole conversation in itself like kind of like played in exactly what you said. Yeah. Um, so it, I mean, and the way he responded to her mentioning like don't like like don't uh, don't downgrade the your job that what you're doing like it was I don't know I just really uh, he it's gonna be interesting to see like where he he goes from here yes I don't know I'm just yeah. looking forward to him yeah he's a very like um it's an interesting character that he Isildur is bringing to the table because I think he's actually very similar in a way to Theo. But he's a more likable version of Theo say, in my mind. Say, hold on a second. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So, but like, if you think about it, he's kind of a person who's, you know, kind of 
he's made a lot of mistakes so he's far. He makes uh, more more problems than he is uh, yeah, solution to things. Yeah. He, he, that he is solution, but he always somehow ends up doing like something that ends up being important in a way. You know, kind of like that kind of character that set up. Um, Theo is the significantly more uh, annoying and to me yeah. still like, worse. Still yes, still holds true. Like, yes, I, I was really hoping for like uh, that that sword against his neck to actually slice. Like I really was looking forward to that, but it did not happen <laughs> yeah. at all. And uh, he's sticking around for for right now. But uh, yes, they're keeping him around to screw something else mm-hmm. up. He will. Yeah. He will. And I, I, oh, yeah. I know for, I mean, I feel like he's going to screw it up and he's going to screw it up royally. Like, yes. it's, it's going to happen. I know uh, that. Yeah. I feel like he's, uh, he's that, he's a character who has unfortunate plot armor for the sense that he's going to be around for a long time. He's going to get himself into so much trouble. And then, you know, he's going to end up getting himself out of it. And then he's going to get praise for it in a way that he doesn't deserve. Similar to in the last episode when Aaron Deere was talking about, like, his supposed, like, you know, heroism for, you know, coming to the, coming in here and being willing to fight. He's like, oh, it took me uh, hundreds of years, 200 years. You've done in 14. And it's like, okay. Like, Theo does not deserve that. Yeah, like, pull it back, brother. Like, uh, he's he's not, he's not in that level. Yeah. Rain it in. Um, Yeah. I mean, this, but like you said, this is basically one, one just big battle. I mean, it, yes. it, over the course of, like, two different locations, but... <clears throat> yeah, and they do a good job of, like, kind of, like, building the scene. Uh, I mean, you obviously have the oh, the opening scene where they uh, kind of lead the or- orcs into, like, their own demise, yeah. right? But then, like, the the flip end where they are back at the village, like, they, they did the switcheroo, and they're at the back of the village. They're fortifying it. They're uh, creating weapons, which... if I. I viewed this as all taking place in one day. They made a lot of weapons in one day. I feel like I feel like weapon making is something that is going to take significantly longer. Yeah, uh, if it's going to be a quality weapon, and that may have been one of the reasons why they got into the situation they did because they probably rushed the the weapon building. I don't yeah. know. Well, you also got to think like so. Initially, you're thinking you're fighting one group, and then you're actually fighting a significantly different group. So I think that's part of it is like they you can kind of give a, a, a you're like okay, so maybe their weapons weren't great, but they were you know fighting, you know, the big reveal is that they're fighting their own people, you know, that they're taking out their own people there. Um, but, yeah, it was um, it was very interesting to see, like, the, the, the back and forth kind of, like, chess game that was being played, you know. Initially, the, um, the humans get the, or man gets, you know, the upper, upper hand at the, at the stronghold, you know. And then you think they get them again. But it turns out, you know, they don't, you know, it's really just a, you know, a ploy, you know, um, kind of like in that scene in, um, in the dark night, you know, where, you know, all of a sudden the, all the hot, they find out all the hostages are actually, or, or that the, they think who the villains are, are actually just hostages, you know, whereas they're not hostages, but they're like, you know, kind of unwilling, you know, servants of Adar at that moment. Which, uh, Shimano, like, shout out to you because you called it last week where you you said that they were going to um, they were going to get a claim of victory and they're yeah. going to be all uh, high and mighty and then all of a sudden they uh, uh, realized that they, they weren't actually victorious. They were yeah. um, duped or something happened where they they did uh, lose an opportunity, and, yes. And the demise was very uh, imminent. Like it was it was gonna happen. Like yes. Uh, so like the scene where they are, 
um, in the tavern. They're locked in there, and the the orcs have revealed that they uh, were not actually the ones being defeated by them yeah. in the town, which we see that the, the new followers, the human followers, were just given orc uh, armor. Yes. And uh, they, while they thought they were holding their ground and standing their ground and uh, fighting the orcs yes. and killing them, uh, well, there was, it turns out there was only a few orcs sprinkled in there yes. to, uh, you know, for effect, you know, just kind of kind of tricking them into thinking that they are doing something yep. good, like you called last week. Yep. And uh, they get a, they get the reveal of, oh, we were killing each other. Which yep. that scene was very powerful in itself with they literally were killing their own people. Yeah. Um, how, how, I mean, how did you kind of take that scene? Um, well, I will say initially I thought that the reveal was going to be that, that uh, I thought Aaron Deere was going to be like, wait, where's Adar? I thought it was going to be, this is just a small force and that they're going to get hit by a bigger force, mm, which they yeah. did eventually. But I thought the, the, the reveal was going to be that it was just um, that, their main force wasn't actually there. Mm. Um, and I, did, I did find it kind of like odd, like, okay, so the humans came back. Like, why wouldn't you just be like, Hey, like it's us. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, they were, I mean, were, like, they, like, were they forced to like conceal their identity as orcs well, or were they, I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I, I would think once you like, once you got into town, it's like, Hey, take like, Hey, 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 we're like, it's us. This is not working out like how we thought it was. Like you, I mean, at that moment, the humans outnumbered the orcs that were currently there. So, I mean, yes, you're you initially went off with this dude, but I would think once they were like, hey, like you're gonna pretend to be orcs, we're only gonna send in like, you know, all you humans to take out you other humans and maybe a couple of orcs to help out. I would I would see like a red flag and be like, you know what? We need to like take a step back from this situation and like rethink our priorities. See, my thoughts with that are, and, and this is where they've alluded to it, but they haven't given us a ton of like footage of this, but this whole people group has a history of like aligning itself with like darkness. Yes. So I, I think there's a lot of people that are just like, what's his name? Waldreg or? Yeah, Waldrick. Yeah. Waldrick. Yeah. yeah, I think there a lot of them, I think, really believe the same things oh, yeah. as him. So like, yeah. they, I think they're just that committed to the cause. Possibly. Or, but or I, it's like they also send in orcs. Yeah, but I feel like when they're getting stabbed, they're, don't they like make human grunts? Like, I mean, I feel like you would have picked up on that kind of stuff. Like, you're sla- it did you're, feel a little weird. I'll they, admit. Yeah, yeah it did they feel were literally like... slaughtering other other humans. Yeah, and they only realized it when afterwards. Uh, afterwards, yeah. when especially, Aaron Deer was realizing the blood. Yeah, especially because the blood that fell on him was completely like motor oil. Which, yes. Yeah, yeah. Which how how intense was that scene oh where gosh. he is like being strangled? And he's fighting for his life. Like it was very well done and shot. And the fact that you were like. He's literally gonna die. Like, yeah. I, I felt like I, that he, that this character, this beautiful specimen of a character, was going to <laughs> to end, and I yeah. was like, please don't do that. Yeah, like, I, he, I felt like they did, yeah, I felt like he did a really good job of like speeding up some of the camera, uh, or I don't know if they were speeding up or slowing down some of the camera shots to show like just to add extra velocity mm. to like how he was being thrown around. Like just to show how much of like a rag doll he was oh, kind of yeah. being, like yeah. just thrown around this town as as he was just getting beat up. 
you know, and of by course, the super orc. Yes, by this, yeah, like, dude, orc was massive. And, oh yeah, uh, I feel like uh, the scene where he is fighting that massive orc, it was a one shot. I feel like like we were following, we were following him in every yeah. movement, um, which either it was just uh, sped up, uh, I believe it was sped up, but, yeah. Uh, they stayed on him, and it, it was a one shot. I, I really, I truly feel like it was one take on yeah, that. On possibly, that. yeah. It, it looked incredible. That fight yeah. scene looked incredible. The up closeness of the pulling the knife out of his yeah. eye and the eye eyeball just dripping like oil, yes, the oil grade blood on yeah. him, and it getting in his mouth. And I don't know. I when I when I saw that imagery, like I I kind of thought like is the blood of orcs was what makes elves or other people into orcs like uh, hopefully yeah. were you were you hoping that was like a yeah. yeah like, like a almost kind of like a, yeah. like a almost like a zombie situation where like yeah. the person like you know That's slowly what I turns gathered. over time yeah. i, yeah. I, I kind of gathered that and like if he starts making this change or transformation like i'm going to be uh pretty upset yeah i, I would say pretty uh, upset. i don't think so yeah Nah, I don't think so either. No. Uh, I think it was just the intensity. They were trying to yeah. show the intensity. And, and, and it was. Well, okay, yeah. I don't think it really was even the intensity. Like, I think they were literally foreshadowing. They were like, hey, this is what orc blood looks like. I think it was entirely, yes, it was to kind of like show Purposeful, some inten- yeah. the yeah. intensity, but it was purposefully supposed to like just jam in your face. This is what orc book blood looks like. So that when they showed that scene, of human a human injured you were like oh like you immediately drew those lines together to where you were like okay this that's definitely human there's something wrong here like uh, and i think that's why part of the reason why they drew that out was just like yeah that's like that's in your face that's definitely the reason for sure yeah yeah well they um <clears throat> so they think they win <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, yeah, no, yeah, no, especially easy. when I'm like, well, we didn't see the leader, dude, Ad- Adar, or whatever, yeah, Adar, yeah, it's like, like, did they really think Adar, the leader, was uh, going to be killed in that in the very opening scene? Like, come on, yeah, come on. So, and then the 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 rest of the orc army comes in, and they're getting they're getting mowed down with those arrows, man. Yeah, they are the townsfolk. Yep. Yes, I mean, they're getting mowed down, and uh, they go to the keep, they go inside the tavern, and. Uh, Bronwyn got, yeah, yeah, she just, got nailed twice. Like it yeah. was almost to the point to where I was like, I don't know, I'm sure, I wasn't sure that was her for a second. It was like, yeah, yeah, because like that it, too. It, it, it was like she took two shots, and I was like, those seem like those might have been like critical shots there. Right, yeah. So I was almost yeah. like, which she did. I, they did say that she did lose a lot of blood. Yes, and uh, the the scene where they are. Like healing her yes. with the, the they put Ooh. the seed on her and the like the whatever seed he was wearing around yes. his neck and then they burn and cauterize her wounds like it was it <sighs> yeah, was intense. very intense. To I see. thought they lost her for real. Yeah. I really did. And then uh, why does he make why does he make Theo do the 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 backside of the burn like just the yeah I feel just like he was gonna, yourself. I feel like he was gonna mess that up too. Like I just like he she better not die because, because of something it was stupid son. Theo does. Oh, like, I, that's gonna it, be messed up. It's because it was it was the same thing for it was the same moment. That like, it, it, it was the same moment from the previous episode where he's like, it "Took me two hundred years; it only took you 14. They're just jamming scenes in where you're you're supposed to like give Theo praise, and I feel like he hasn't deserved it yet. And they're just doing these scenes so that you don't like, so that you know you're tr- they're trying to build a connection between the viewer and Theo as a character yeah. is really what it comes down to. And it's, I mean, I just, mm-hmm. and also I think it's almost, um, 
It's almost like a, a stepdad trying to like <laughs> build a connection with like his new son. Like, oh, um, here's tickets to the ball game. You know, uh, love me. Like <laughs> that type of situation. Like he's trying. <laughs> like, and though it's something very like, and it's a it's a negative thing that he's actually ha- having him do. But it's also like he's giving him responsibility and in these moments and he's treating him like a man in these moments, you know? Hmm. So like, it's almost like, because he's trying to have this connection with Theo. How about the scene when they're in the tavern and Adar is talking to um, Aaron Deer and they have him held and he's like, where is it? Where is it? And and then he just like, just start casually stabbing people through the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> like that was that was. A, I mean, we've already mentioned we said the word intense numerous yes. times. Yeah, it was just dark. I, I get it. It was very dark because mm-hmm. not only like they were holding the them at, at knife point, sword sword point, really, right? Yeah. Like, but then they like slowly like just jab it in their stomach and they push yeah. it further and further into it. Like it was it was pretty gruesome to watch and uh, I, I loved every second. Of it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, it was well. It's also awesome because going back to what a little bit what you were saying to you all about um, the relationship between these people and where they stood allegiance wise. And it was a great play by Adar, not just because of it's the traditional, oh, we're going to kill hostages things. It's the, those people have a greater, truly a historically greater connection to to Dark. And this, by forcing this elf into a situation where he's allowing um, humans to die for this, for this thing that they're not really even sure what it is, like it's it, it shows a very like it, they have a shorter rope for what an elf is willing to protect than they would if it was another human who is actually in charge. In my mind, hmm. yeah, very well said. Very well said. Well, um, Theo ends up blowing it and yep. uh, handing over the surprise, surprise. Yeah, yep. yeah. The what is it? The the, the hilt. The, yeah. the hilt. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, surprise, surprise, indeed. And I, yeah, I, I didn't think we were gonna lose Bronwyn there. I, I, I figured, like, if she, if she survived that, um, the wound she had, she was probably gonna make it through there. Yeah. But we also knew that, like, the, you know, the human army from Numenor. Did I say it right? I swear, every freaking word I say in this review. Yeah. Numenor. Yeah, it's Numenor. What yeah. did I say? Numenor. I don't know, dude. You guys need to do this freaking thing, man. I, <laughs> I can't get with all these different. You know, it's, Words. I, I, I mean, I, I don't either, but uh, the closed caption does help when I watch. I know. Whatever. Yeah. Freaking. Uh, but yes, yeah. you do see Numenor uh, <laughs> join the fight and the way they're introduced in the scene with the with the rumbling of the, the horses and yeah. Uh, yeah. them just charging a, in. Such a classic Lord of the Rings scene. Like sure. just seeing yeah. them ride in. Oh, I just it looks so cool every yeah. single time they I, do it. I agree. And, and I, like you the classic in the sense, too, where inside the tavern, they feel the rumbling of from all the horses. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I definitely had the in. I definitely had the Rohan vibes uh mm-hmm. yes. in, the, in that scene alone. Like Oh yeah, was, was like, even just like the fact that like um the the helmets and like the little like uh like the the almost like horse tails that it looks like they have yeah. looked very much like Rohanian like um like armor and like oh significantly shinier than them. It, it it felt like they were you were almost watching like a precursor to the Rohinian, um, yeah. like, hor- horse army, you know, yeah, like cavalry. Right. Well, dude, wait. <laughs> uh, they, come, they, just, they come into town and do work. 
They do. They really do. And yep. it's funny because they they show their army like um they the new Numenorians, I guess. I don't know yeah. what you want to call call them. Uh but they're in there doing work and you see them all. They're all fighting pretty well, I might yep. say. And then they cut to the Queen Regent and she's up there on the hill. And you have uh, Isildur, who is, like, chomping at the bits to get yeah. in the action. And she's like, go. And then he, like, runs in there and, uh, conveniently enough, uh, like, saves his dad's yes. life in the process. Conveniently but, uh, enough. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Which, uh... Like, like it's out of a movie or something. Yeah, I feel like the... <laughs> exactly right. Um, I feel like the riding in on a, a horse into the battle makes 100% sense, but, uh... Staying on the horse when you are in close combat, I feel like, is a, dude, a massive disadvantage, and and uh, dude, obviously let, that was let, the case there. Let's talk about Barrick for a minute. His horse, yeah. like, have you guys ever been more prepared for a heartbreaking death in a <laughs> show? Yeah, the amount of times they talk about this horse, yeah, yeah. they show his connection with the horse, and they and show I, the cut. They show the cut. Mm-hmm. Yes, they yeah. show the freaking they, cut. They made it a point. They to made show a the point cut. to show yeah. the cut. Like, and then now he's missing. You know, like. I think Barrick's gonna eventually, unfortunately, <laughs> die at some point. I don't mean to laugh at that. I'm just just really late, um, but I don't think it's happened yet. Like I think like he escaped or, or ran away because the volcano. Which, by yeah. the way, there was a volcano. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, well get I, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Which I mean, the vol- the volcano happened because of all the the digging and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So there. maybe let's just all right. Let's breeze through um, when Galadriel and. Hallbrand mm. uh, chase yeah, down yeah. Adar. Yes. First of all, how did Hallbrand get like? Maybe he knows ahead the of land them. ahead of them. He yeah, does, he does know the land. He like, knows the land more. It's literally his land. Like, but like, how would it. have you? Anyways, yeah. Anyways, that all happened really fast. Like when, when it looked like they're about to kill him, I was like, I didn't know obviously what the plan was, and I didn't know about Waldreg taking off with the hill to, yeah. and you know, unleashing the water and all this kind of stuff. But something felt like. Oh, this just seems too quick. Like, yeah. they've yeah. captured him so it early. Yeah. It felt you like know? the Joker. Yeah. It know? felt like the Joker. Yes, it did. Uh, and he kind of looked like the Joker, to be honest. With you. But <laughs> yeah, uh, you're not wrong. But I, I don't know. Do you guys have anything you want to say about the interactions with Galadriel and um, Halbrand? Yeah, Halbrand. Yeah. yeah. That, that, well, first off, there was way too many scenes in this episode of uh, people about to get stabbed and then somebody yelling "stop." <laughs> uh, yeah. And they actually stop right beforehand. Yeah. Like, I don't think I would be uh, able to stop if I'm trying to go for a kill shot. Yeah. Especially. The, the Hallbrand scene is the one that sticks out the most because uh, he's talking about the pain he endured and the suffering and yep. the fact that, do you know me? No, I have no idea who you are is uh, in reference to, like, you're so insignificant yeah. that I'm not even going to pay attention to you kind of thing, right? Yeah. And then he's, like, literally about to stab him with a spear and he, he stop. And he's, oh, okay, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> yeah, I think it was really just there, like, it's once I'm getting to, like, kind of just show how much Halbrand is, like, teetering on the edge. Like, you know, like, he is so close to the line right now. Like, is he too far to be brought back? And, you know, you know, of course, if he eventually becomes the Witch King, we know, yeah, it was too far. Like, it's just, it's just, he's done. Um, but, you know, I feel like that's what it was going with there. I do, uh, th- there were a lot of scenes where it was just like, oh, like when they show up in the tavern, they, like, just all, all of a sudden just stops, you know, killing the humans and, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, why well, just, you know, it, it just was like, okay, 
Like there, there, there was a lot of convenient moments where it was like, okay, just stop. You know, we need to, you know, you, you do some stuff. I do, I do think it was a little bit, um, maybe a little bit naive by Gladriel to like, just let him live. Like why, like if you're so, I mean, if you're so into uh, all this stuff, like why would you, you know, be so willing to let this person yeah. live? I feel like she's like kind of clinging to hope though, like that she's going to yeah. reach the end of her vengeance, like the end of her vengeance tour. Um, I, I did really like Adar's line, you know, yeah. like about like talking about um, if you really want to uh, see Morgoth, Morgoth, I mean, look inside yourself, like mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, yeah that's uh, great, man. you know, like that was really cool. And then of course, Galadriel had a really cool line. As I really did like the line when she was bringing. Halbrand from back from the edge when she was like you can you cannot quench thirst by drinking seawater and it was like that that was an interesting that was a cool line too um um but yeah there was a lot of like play on that kind of stuff in there um about you know revenge and where the line is and stuff like that um so it's gonna be interesting like is it gonna become like a situation where Halbrand just cannot like hold back and then he's going to step over the line. Whereas Galadriel's going to stay on the, that side of the line. That's what's going to like, is that going to be like the heartbreaking moment where it's like they potentially have feelings for each other, but mm. they are, they're diverting on their life's path on where like Halbrun feels like he needs to go and where Galadriel feels like she needs to go. Yeah, I can, I can see, I can see that, uh, happening with, with Halbrand and, uh, I don't know, just kind of, you see the connection between him and uh, Galadriel, and uh, yeah. that's going to be playing a, a big, massive factor in his decision to decide whatever he does to, I mean, eventually be the Witch King, because I do, f- I see that happening, I really yeah. do, um, and I do think the, 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 the push and pull between him and Galadriel of, uh, of being good or being like, I don't know, pushed to your limits and doing the wrong thing sometimes. Uh, especially like the scene where he was like, I mentioned where he's going to stab the guy with the spear. Yeah. Uh, and she kind of had to like talk him out of it. Like, I think that's going to be their relationship from there on out. It's going to be her trying to reel him in and him pushing the boundaries. And until one day he does go and he, he goes past the boundaries that, um, her yeah. and him have kind of, uh, uh yeah, or, or is it going to be one of those things where like Galadriel gets put in a situation where she's in danger and he steps over the line to protect her and she in, it becomes one of the situations where she sees that he stepped across the line and it is a wrong thing to do, but he is like, I may have stepped over the line, but it was for the right reason type of situation. I don't see her being in any danger anytime soon, especially after this fight scene, man. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, but I mean, I can see that being like, you know, like she's, she's a boss, somehow man. in peril Dude. in some some way or another. I'm telling you right now, man, but she, she is, is quite possibly she, one of the best female leads I've ever seen in any any show. She's pretty elite. Yeah. Like, even just like, I don't know, some of the like, uh, just the way she was like, just standing there as she watched like the yes, volcano dude, erupt and you were just like Yeah. Like you right. Ash coming right for mm-hmm. it was just kind of like this like all this like drained out of her. It was just like uh. All right. Let's let's talk about this volcano. Yeah. So how epic is it seeing the birth of Mordor? Like yeah. how how incredible is this? Yeah. That was, did, did you did anybody know that that was about to happen with the water and the tunnels? Like 
I always thought the tunnels were just for travel. I did Correct. really think I, I was under that impression too. I, I thought that was a really cool like dual purpose that they did with it. Like they were like because the whole entire time they made it seem like yes, it was just for like the travel of you know of the orcs so that yeah. they can move. And I thought it was super cool that they made it to where oh that was just a cover really. You know, right, or yeah. maybe just a secondary, you know, reason for why they did this. And the real reason was to get the flow of this river to basically, you know, start the heart of Mordor. Mm. Oh, gosh. And the the volcano erupting, this goes back to production quality. Like, it was very... Yeah. It, it looks like you were watching, like, National Geographics, but... Yeah. <laughs> obviously, it's it's not... Re- they didn't film a real volcano, right? Like, there's there's no way. Like, <laughs> no. This is, this is definitely something that they... They, they produced yeah, that, and, and sold. Like, and it was great. I don't know much about volcanoes, but, like, <laughs> it, it seems, per, like, particularly more explosive. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. For sure. Like, I'm not crazy, yeah. right? Uh, like, that volcano seemed really far away. Yeah. And it didn't feel like it took long. It it felt so up close, but it, yeah. was, it was far away. It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, fireballs are coming out of the sky. I mean, you don't really, like, understand. Like, I mean, no one's a really... I mean, none of us have been around a volcano when it's exploded. So I mean, yeah, especially who middle, really knows, especially like, on with Middle the, Earth too, right? On like, the um, yeah. yeah, true. I mean, who knows like the radius of like a you know? I mean, I'm sure there are people who do, but like <laughs> the, the radius of where <laughs> like a us. yeah no, no of no, where no. like a volcano blows out to. I mean, who? I mean, none of us really know that kind of like idea. I mean. Yeah. We could look up like what Mount St. Helen did or, yeah. you know, Krakatoa there's, or whatever it was. There's literally like a listener out there who's like, well, actually, the height of the volcano and the yeah. uh, <laughs> the, the factor in yeah, the wind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The di- yeah. So they do know the radius. They, yeah. Yeah. Based on, based on that. Well, it was intense. Yes. And, I mean, the townsfolk just yeah. can't get a win, man. I no, mean, I think, they cannot. I think before we started this pod, uh, Shimada mentioned, you might not have been in the room, Justin, but the amount of times, like, it feels like they... F- you know, figured it out, and then no, and then it yeah. feels like they eclipsed the the, the mountaintop, and mm, no, and it, yeah. it feels like they finally won, and, and yeah. no, no. Yeah. even <laughs> when they actually win, they still lost. Yeah, yeah, you know, but even when they actually win, it is intense when they reveal that, that it's actually the town folks, right? Like, so like the word intense is getting thrown around a lot for this episode, so much so like yeah. my my while we were recording the other two episodes, which go back and. <laughs> Check those out, by the way, She-Hulk and Andor. Um, a nice plug there, right? Yeah, no big deal. Uh, yeah, but uh, my wife sent me a text because she was watching The Rings of Power, and she said that was so freaking intense. Like, it was. And uh, she's somebody who, like, gets involved in shows where she's, like, stressed and has, like, anxiety, that kind of thing. So I can only imagine the amount of – the level of stress she had watching this episode yeah. because – Literally from the jump of this episode, it is uh, balls to the wall. Yeah, uh, it was, yes, it was crazy. Yeah. It, it was very crazy. Very, probably very find crazy. a nice synonym for intense. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, insert synonym here for intense. Yes. Yeah. There Explosive. you go. Explosive. Sure. Why not? Right. Engaging. <laughs> Wild. Enthralling. Ooh, enthralling. It's good. Nice. All right, um, we should probably wrap it up. I mean, yeah, it's closing late. thoughts. It's closing late. thoughts. 
I mean, I just, it's going to be really interesting. I think the character for, if stepping forward, I think it'll be interesting to see the reaction that the character, the stranger has to this whole situation. And, and it'll kind of make a decision on what path he may be headed down as we see, you know, is he going to be, is he Gandalf? Is he Sauron himself? You know, it'll be interesting to see how he reacts to the creation of Mordor. Is it something where, you know, he has how that goes. So it'll be interesting to see how the yeah. hair foots react. And also it'll be interesting to see how um, it continues to go on in um, in the other storylines with the dwarves and uh, elves and where that is going as well. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you mentioned the Harfoots and the strangers. Uh, it, the, they're, they're in the area. They're close by. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to see how they react to the, the, the volcano. volcano. Yeah. The volcano and the eruption yeah. going on there. I mean, if they, they are uh, smaller in stature. So obviously the volcano, it, it was, it felt very, uh, impactful to regular sized elves and humans. So imagine what it's going to feel like through the perspective of the Harfoots. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm very interested to see that, and especially the the stranger and how he kind of maybe feels connected to the explosion. I yeah. I feel like they're gonna play into that. Um, that yep. ha- he's gonna he's gonna have some sort of reaction to that um, yep. in the first place. But uh, yeah, whether it's either the explosion or if it was the actual sword yeah. being like used, like I wonder if it's gonna be one of those type of situations mm-hmm. too. And it's going to be interesting to see with the remaining two episodes. Uh, yeah. We, we, like I said, we only had a, a, a central focus on Galadriel and Arendir here. So it's going to be interesting. Cool to see. Yeah, I was fine with it. Trust me. But I'm going to be interested to see how much time that uh, Elrond and uh, Durin get in these in these final two episodes. Because I'm still invested in that storyline as well. Because yeah. um, the, the whole dynamic between them and uh, how their relationship is. But um, also the fact that... The uh, last we left, the elven race is uh, fate is in the balance, which yeah. that's what we're led to believe. But like, are the elves kind of playing a trick on the dwarves to make them feel like their race is in the balance, so they yeah. have to help them? So there's a lot of potential uh, misdirects. Yeah. And are they really just there for yeah. Mithril? Are they really like correct like, elves lying to dwarves? Yeah, mm, right. Yeah, no. Who would have thought? Stop. Right. And yeah. just like the potential creation of the rings, mm-hmm. you know, like right. And how they're going to play into the power dynamics in Middle Earth in general? Man, so much going on, and the, and that's the reason why this show continues to be my most anticipated show. Because yeah. not only do they pose questions for us as viewers, but they like they do give us answers. They give us they give us the what, what we're looking for in our return in watching the series. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm just curious to see where um, the questions that they've uh, sparked in this episode lead us to in the next episode yeah. and the following finale as well. Yeah, I feel like one of the most enjoyable parts is of this episode was just about how much they actually did mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I was expecting, like, truthfully, I was expecting this battle to kind of play out all the way maybe to the end of the end of the season, but they got. It doesn't seem like, that way now, yeah. Like, I was expecting maybe, like, a small skirmish, and then maybe Numenor show up on the shores, um, and then that would end, and maybe by the end of the uh, finale would have been, like, the end of this episode. But mm-hmm. they're like, okay, here you go. We're just going to, you know, hit you up. And it was crazy how much they actually got through in this episode. Mm, very well said. Indeed. 
Indeed. All right, boys, it's time to wrap it up. I am ready for bed. So uh, let's get out of here. Big shout out to all of our listeners. Thank you for tuning in, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast version. We appreciate you. Please share this podcast with your friends, anyone else who's enjoying the Rings of Power series. And please come back next week as we continue our coverage for Rings of Power as well as Andor and She-Hulk. So buckle up. we got a lot more to cover in the weeks to come. For my good friends, first of all, Sandy and also Shimato, this is T-Roll saying thank you so much for tuning in to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. Peasants.